the good, the bad, and the ugly of AI translation in podcasting. Hello, everybody. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and that's our subject for this episode of Legit Podcast Pro. Stick around. You know, in the rapidly evolving digital landscape, artificial intelligence is playing an indispensable role in transforming the way we consume content. From chatbots to content recommendations, AI is reshaping user experiences, and nowhere is this evolution more evident than in the sphere of content translation and voice generation. With podcasts increasingly becoming a dominant medium of knowledge dissemination and entertainment, the prospect of translating them using AI and more intriguingly in the original voice of the podcaster, is both revolutionary and challenging. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and this is Legit Podcast Pro, where I aim to help creatives and business minds in the podcasting sphere cover their legal bases and safeguard their creations so we can all continue the growth and influence that this vibrant medium promises. Before I dive in, I just want to let you know that I am doing my acclaimed workshop, Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit, Again, this coming Saturday, October 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific, and I would really love to have you join me. Here's what I'm going to be covering. Five mistakes that most podcasters make that hold them back and expose them to unnecessary risk and liability and embarrassment and how to avoid those things. I'll be talking about the three traits that professionals have that most hobbyists don't. I'll tell you about four key strategies that will ensure stability and security so you can build a lasting, successful podcast with confidence and how getting your business and legal affairs in order will streamline your operation and supercharge your podcast's growth and how to do that. I'll share with you the easy way to structure and build your operation so that you can grow your show, have a lasting impact, and make good money with your podcast if that's what you want to do with it. Space is a little limited, so register now at podcastlaw.net. And uh, hey, listen, don't fret if you're hearing this sometime after October 7th. That same length, podcastlaw.net, will get you onto the wait list for the next time I offer this. So here's the thing. This AI technology offers a lot of promise. You know, enhanced accessibility and reach. The digital age is blurring geographical boundaries faster than we can blink. As podcasts become universally popular, there's a pressing need to make them accessible to a global audience and transcend the language barriers. AI-powered translations offer the promise of allowing non-native listeners to enjoy content in their preferred languages, ensuring that knowledge and entertainment know no boundaries. That's exciting. It's also cost-efficient. You know, traditional translation methods involving human translators and voice artists are really not just time-consuming, but also financially draining for content creators. AI translations, on the other hand, offer a quick turnaround time without compromising on the quality or making the process and, and making the process both time and cost efficient. It also brings it a sort of personal touch when you use an AI to, to mimic the sound of the original host voice. Um, you get that hallmark authenticity that radiates from the podcaster's voice and style. AI translations that can retain those original voice qualities ensure that the emotional connection remains intact even when it's in a different language. And this consistency also reinforces the brand identity of the podcaster. Um, The potential for AI to offer real-time translations, especially during live podcasts and broadcasts, 
that's a game changer. Additionally, if the podcast is supplemented with visual aids or video content, some AI can actually seamlessly synchronize translated audio and video uh, visuals, ensuring a cohesive user experience. But all of this promise is not without its perils and pitfalls, and that's what I want to share with you now. You know, language is nuanced, and this raises accuracy concerns. With language and nuance, rich and deeply cultural differences can sometimes come into play. AI translations, despite their advancements, do make a risk, they carry a risk, of missing out on subtle meaning or misinterpreting phrases, and that could lead to some distortion of the content. Also, cultural context is vital for some discussions, and the AI might not always grasp these intricacies. There's also the loss of human touch. Now, AI translations are efficient, cost-effective, and fast, and there's an undeniable charm that is missing uh, that you get when there's human-translated content. That can be lost with the reliance on technology. And as AI takes center stage more and more, we might be witnessing a shrinking market for human translators and potential job losses. And honestly, the multilingual capabilities of people may become less valuable. Um, and, and I think that would be uh, a great harm to society if fewer people were multilingual. The other thing we have to concern ourselves with is the theft of your identity. The power to replicate a podcaster's voice is most certainly a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it preserves authenticity, but on the other, it opens the door to misuse. Uh, people with not such great motives, malicious entities, might misuse the voice for unauthorized broadcasts, fake news, or scams. This realm also ushers in the era of audio deep fakes, which could have wide-ranging societal consequences. And it's not just audio, it's also video. Just this past week, since Spotify's announcement, I have seen three or four uh, different situations involving major celebrities. One was Tom Hanks hawking some kind of a product that he never actually hawked. It's a deep fake video. Uh, another was an audio uh, sound alike of someone's voice that was not authorized. I can't remember who that was. And Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda, I believe her name is, uh, has been complaining loudly about um, recreations of his voice without authorization. And that was expressly against his stated wishes in his will and uh, estate plan. And so uh, here we have people taking valuable, you know, the sound of a person's voice, a famous person's voice, is in many cases a property right. And this has been one of the big issues in recent strikes in the entertainment industry. The creators, especially the performers, are justifiably concerned that if their voices are used to train AI, they will find themselves losing out on work and opportunities and so on. And with little control over how those AI-generated sound-alike voices are used in the future. This implicates privacy law because we have a right against misappropriation of our identifying um, uh, characteristics, name, voice, likeness, and those kinds of things, as well as the right of publicity, which is a similar prohibition on unauthorized commercial use of a, of a person's name, image, likeness, or other indicia of their persona. And in California, our statute actually goes so far as to mention the sound of the voice. So we have to be very thoughtful about this. And there's also the possibility that uh, there could be uh, a defamatory uses of these technologies where suddenly someone appears to have said something 
uh, that hurts another person's reputation when in fact it was an AI generated deep fake. And then we have issues of how do you prove whether, how do you prove you didn't say it, that it wasn't you? It's very, very difficult and challenging. Plus that misinterpretation, those, those inaccuracies that sometimes arise, those could also create false information. And there have been a couple already, uh, of uh, defamation claims brought by people against OpenAI, the makers of ChatGPT, when uh, it basically confused two people with similar names, one of whom is an upstanding citizen and the other uh, quite the opposite. There are also technical limitations. Despite its prowess, this AI is still a new thing and it struggles with capturing emotional undertones of human speech and accurately translating accents and dialects and regional idiom is still a pretty formidable challenge. And there are other legal ramifications as well. There's intellectual property law to be considered. As AI-generated content proliferates, a pressing question of who owns the rights to this content comes into play. Can a podcaster claim ownership rights over the translation if they didn't personally create it or commission it? Or even if it was not commissioned but just generated by an AI? What happens to that original underlying content when the translation is out there and can't be, and ownership can't be claimed by anyone for that translation? That's the current state of the law. The Copyright Office in the United States and a couple of courts have already ruled that if it wasn't made by a human author, it is not protectable by copyright law. So what happens then when the work is translated by a machine and that translation is out there and then someone translates it back into the language of origination. Can you, could the original creator claim some copyright infringement or something like that? And there are a number of lawsuits going on over the, the access, how the uh, machines were trained and what information was used and, and uh, a number of book authors are involved in suing OpenAI and uh, some of the other purveyors of these AI tools. So we're really in, a, in a, uh, a legal wild, wild west at the moment around this kind of stuff. And then there's the questions about unauthorized replication of voices, the major issue, as I said, in the, in the current uh, entertainment industry strikes that have been going on this year. And what about the right to perform that translation in the first place? After all, normally, if you write a book and somebody wants to translate it, they need to get your permission because what they're doing is creating what's called a derivative work based on your original. And that is one of the exclusive rights that is reserved to the copyright holder of original work. Uh, if an AI translation misrepresents information or provides misleading or downright false content, Who's going to be responsible? Who's going to carry that liability and accountability? An incorrect translation could conceivably be putting words in somebody's proverbial mouth that they never said and be very damaging. And are we going to find ourselves in a world where we're going to have to prove that negative that you didn't say that thing that is apparently in your voice? How do you prove it was the machine, right? So determining accountability in this AI ecosystem is going to become a very complex uh, situation that requires a thorough technological as well as legal examination. And I, I hope that things like um, uh, uh, the blockchain and things like that may come into play and find help us find ways of, you know, guaranteeing security and, and accountability. There are consent and privacy issues. For AI to effectively replicate a voice, it has to be trained on substantial personal voice data. 
And the sound of your voice is personal voice data that, you know, in order to be collected, it's supposed to be subject to the privacy laws. Ensuring that it's collected with permission explicitly and that it's stored securely is going to be of paramount importance. Also, privacy concerns extend to listeners who might unknowingly share data with AI-driven platforms. You put your podcast episode out there, there's nobody stopping, nothing stopping that listener from grabbing your episode, downloading the file, uploading it for an AI to train, and then knocking off your voice. The training sets for these tools call into question issues like who owns that source material? Did the machine or the owner of the machine or the operator of the machine have permission to use your material in that way? And do they even need that permission? Again, this is some of the subject of some of the lawsuits uh, brought by some of the image libraries against the open uh, AI and uh, uh, stable diffusion and some of the other AI tools out there. This will become an issue in audio as well as in the book world, text world. Does the all media clause in a contract, let's say you make a deal with your network that says they have the right to distribute your show in any and all media now known or hereafter devised, does that actually cover this? I say maybe not because you're referencing a particular performance and that translation is not the same. It's not the same performance. What about um, you know regulations and guidelines to come into play? AI is shaping the future of podcast translations and this signals a need for a good close look at all of these issues. Some of the existing laws probably don't suffice, and this makes a case for evolving these guidelines and maybe some new laws to specifically address the nuances of AI translations in podcasting. So in conclusion, I'll just say that with the promise of AI translations in podcasting and other media is undeniably exciting. It's a journey that's fraught with challenges, though. For podcasters and listeners alike, it is crucial that we strike the balance between leveraging technology and ensuring accuracy, authenticity, security, and accountability. As we navigate this new frontier, it really remains to be seen how this new technology, these tools, are going to reshape the podcast landscape for better or for worse. I personally would love to know your thoughts about all of this, so share them in the comments or DM me on social media or create an, your own episode and send me a link, uh, and I would love to know what you think. But that's going to be it for this episode of Legit Podcast Pro. Please don't forget now to register for my upcoming business and legal uh, fundamentals workshop for podcast growth and profit. Visit podcastlaw.net right now, and I'll say thanks for tuning in. I am... Gordon Firemark, and I'm out. That's it for this episode. See you again next week.